0: What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Saying podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Sane podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Yeah. Today I'm sitting across the way is Mr. Todd B- Bradley Glenn. Did yeah. I get that right? Yeah, you
1: got it right, you got it right. Welcome to the show. Appreciate you for having me on today, man.
0: Uh what do you like to be like called? You which one which name do you go by? Todd? Todd?
1: Yeah, Todd TBG TV. T-B. TBG? Yeah.
0: Uh, tvg welcome to the show uh glad to have you here uh i've been reviewing you uh kind of like your page and that sort of thing i see a lot of things out there you know yeah. cancer survivor uh definitely kind of um entrepreneurship is very much so and also football player. so we have multiple things to talk about today but first of all just welcome to the show
1: appreciate you having me man just a blessing to be on here and just Great for the opportunity to come through and talk to you and awesome. chop it up with you, man.
0: Awesome, awesome. Good stuff. So let's start off a little bit about, I guess, let's start from football. Let's, yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, you are from Valdosta? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm from Valdosta, Georgia, you know what I'm saying? Down South Georgia, boy. Yeah? So, yeah.
0: Uh, nice to have you in Statesboro.
1: Yeah, I played for the Wildcats, you know, Valdosta uh-huh. Wildcats. Man. Yeah, you do? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Uh, and then um, you, when did you get to Statesboro? Uh,
1: I got to Statesboro in uh Summer 2016. How's summer. it been? Uh, it's been it's been a journey, you know, um, a lot of ups and downs, especially like football injuries and stuff like that. It's been a long road. And uh, it's just crazy that I'm still here, you know, after so long, you know, because uh, some injuries and stuff allowed me to stick around, uh, NCAA, um, so. The rules? Yeah, uh, the rules, um, I got a couple of waivers and things like that, COVID year and things like that. So, um, cause I tore my ACL twice. Wow. And um, so I got two years back for that. And um, last year, <laughs> a week before the season, I, I ripped my uh, tore my bicep tendon off the bone. Mm. So they they uh, did a waiver for that too. And so I got another year back for that. So sounds it's, like that was painful. Yeah, it's been three years. Three years that I've been here. that I not even touched the field. Really? So, yeah, I've not even made it to the field. So <laughs> yeah. this is the year. Yeah, this the year. This the year. You yeah. Know? Every year, I mean, I be feeling good. And then just something happened, you know, I really can't control that, though. But I just continue to put in the work. And uh, as long as, like, you know, going back to the table, talking to coach and stuff, just as long as my body and mind was, like, in the right place, I was going to play. So we got us there. And, you know, right now it's just making it to the season, the show I can do. I love that.
0: Um, You know, tell me about, I guess, like those challenges. Like, you know, you, you, you've been training mm-hmm. your entire life, yeah. right? Like this is something that you – do day in day out you probably watch tape and you know all those different things and then you face with kind of like the injury like yeah. how do you kind of like cope with that in your mind and what do you think about and how do you move
1: through that uh it's a mental game but i feel like with each injury for me it was just everyone was different you know uh even going back to the cancer you know that was just like i feel like that was my first big test in high school mm. like my uh junior going to senior year. but and that one, I felt like it was like me against the world. I was fighting cancer, right? And um, and so I got closer to God during that time. Mm. When I came to school and I tore my ACL, that was more like me versus me, you know, because I was literally like fighting with myself, like I couldn't do the. I didn't feel comfortable on my knee at the same time. And then ever since then, like every injury has been just a whole different, you know, level, new challenges to it because you know everything's just. Every every time is different. It's not always the same injury. And like mentally you just gotta train your mind to just be tough and you know, of course you gotta give yourself a couple of days to, you know, to grieve and, you know, be sad about things, but then you gotta make that decision to flip the switch and go. So So the cancer came early. Yeah, cancer came Let's early. Let's talk about that. It started my sophomore year. So um end up hitting a guy like towards the end of the season, hitting a guy. It was like a lump up under my shoulder, right? So I go to the sidelines, I tell the train, like, I feel like I'm bleeding on the inside. You know, I really don't know, like, but you know, you get those feelings, and I tell them that. So boom, we take my shoulder pads off. There's a huge, like, lump, like somebody stuck a golf ball up under my shoulder, right? And so we didn't think much of it. Um, it ended up going down, right? So we didn't think- Like the swelling went yeah, down. Yeah, the swelling went down. So we didn't think nothing of it. So we finished the rest of my sophomore year, um, playing, playing a, a little All-Star game, uh, go rest of my junior year, and then uh, we play the rest of junior year. It go. It ended up staying away. So it started to get hard, right? And then you could like feel it. It was like like a rock or something in there. Mm. And then over that summer, uh, junior summer, we did like 707 stuff. A guy ended up hitting it. And then it got big again. Like it got so big, like I couldn't like move my shoulder. Wow. And then was like, okay, we gotta do something about this, right? And then we ended up having surgery um, when did you find out it was cancer? Um, after the first surgery. So yeah. After we thought we was taking away scar tissue, you know, sure. I, I didn't have MRI or nothing, none of that. They just went in and thought we taking that scar tissue. So we come in, boom, um, go to the doctor. This like a week before spring practice, like going to your senior. year. So I'm thinking, like, only thing I'm thinking about is like, when can I play football? Like, um, sure. that's what I, that's my mindset going in, in there. <laughs> I'm sure. And then doctor, he sat down. So my auntie had to take me to the visit because my parents were at work. Some was like, um, he come in there and he said, um, I just think there's something we should have his parents here for. Wow. Like he pulled outside the room and I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I'm like so 17, 18 years old. I'm like, what are you talking about? My parents need here. So then they come in there and they tell me, and then, like I never believed in like, your life flash before your eyes, but in that moment, like it happened to me. I was like, and then it kind of registered in my head. Like he just said like, oh, you got cancer. And then mm-hmm. I just start crying, you know, after that. And then everything's just like a blur from then and, you know, we had to go see the coaches. Um, you know, parents found out, um, got with them, went to the coach's office, try to get a plan, what we go do, and stuff like that. And you and you mentioned in here that it actually brought you closer with God. Yeah. So tell me about kinda of like what happened during that period of time. So, you know, for like two weeks straight I just cried in my room. I cried Mad. And, I uh, it wasn't mad, it was just like sad, it's like you So you know, young and Yeah, you sixteen, seventeen. When you hear cancer, the only thing I knew at the time was death. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I ain't know like Treatment yeah, and that I sort of ain't thing. know nothing. i was just hearing cancer. I'm thinking all cancers kill you. So you feel me? Sure. Like, that's what I'm thinking, I'm about to die. And then I would I used to cry so bad, like I give myself a headache. And um so I did that for like two weeks, you know, going to doctors and stuff. And then my uh, it was a Wednesday night Bible study. My uh, mom she came in. She said, "Do you want to go see the um, youth pastor?" So youth pastor at the time was um, Brother Andre Norwood, and we went there. Told him where everything happened. He kind of broke it down. He's like, "So he kind of like he got blindsided, you know, you know, like football terms, like you mm-hmm. got blindsided, he didn't see it coming." He said, "But you know, this is your test, like that God has had for you, you know, since the day you was born." He's like, "You can do two things, but you. you can either." use this and run away from him, like deny it. Or you can use this and say, like, I was gonna go through this from the day I was born no matter what, and use this to grow closer to God. And then I just took that in and I was like, well, you know, I ain't no quitter, you know, I ain't you know, so I'm a fighter, so like, I'ma use this and grow close to God and then I just start praying every night. I start, you know, just asking God, you know, like, give me strength you know what I'm saying and bear it all, you know, all these doctors visits and things like that. And so I feel like that was probably the closest I done been with God. Like, pr- I, I don't think I missed a prayer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> from from the, that time to just, like, the cancer being removed that whole year, is just, like, I just feel, like, on a spiritual high, you feel me? Yeah. So that was crazy, but it was a good time. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah. He he does amazing things.
0: Um, Tell me a little bit about kind of, you know, during this period of time that, you know, you were dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Did you Were you still able to play? Were you still, like, physically active or, like, was all that kind of like pushed to the side?
1: No, nah, yeah, all that was pushed to the side. I couldn't do nothing because um, the type of cancer it was, it was uh, like an iceberg. So what we seen could have been 10% of it, right? Yeah. If it had gotten real active, it could have it spread like a web up sure. underneath the skin. And so when they when they did the first cancer surgery, they basically took a swab of my skin and they just took it all off so it was like an open wound. It's like you scratch, like, scratch yourself, mm-hmm. it's an open wound. I basically had like a big open wound, like like mm. a big circle on my shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just flesh. And, you know, I don't know what the dead body smelled like, but I'm pretty sure that's what it smelled like, you know. So for like about a month or two months, I had uh, the open wound on my shoulder, but it had like this clear thing on it mm-hmm. that promotes promotes cell growth and it, it just smelled horrible. Mm. But basically I couldn't get that infected. So I couldn't run. I couldn't be outside in the heat. I really couldn't be around my teammates like that. So, like, I couldn't really do nothing. You know, I used to try to get on the bike a little bit. That's about it. But um, after that had healed enough where they could do a skin graft, they went down to my groin. They took um, some skin. They cut it in half, and they stitched it together on my shoulder. Uh-huh. And then we had to wait for that to take. But, you know, I couldn't do anything. Um I was just chilling in the bed. Really, I, mean, I yeah. had got really big. I was probably like two forty at the time. Uh, when I had surgery, I was probably like two fifteen. Uh-huh. So I got huge. Um, like when I got cleared to play football, when I got they said the cancer was gone, and I hadn't done nothing, I got cleared on like a Wednesday. We drove back home. I practiced Thursday, and I played Friday, mm. and I hadn't did nothing. Like no, yeah. no running, no. How that day. feel? Oh, uh, it was it was crazy because like my coach, he's uh, coach Rodemaker. He, that's my guy. You know, he's, he was like, "We go see if gonna, we go gonna see if your fat ass can tackle." <laughs> so we did like goal line tackling on like a on this shorts day. Like we're in shells, like short. We did goal line tackling. You know, I, I was able to tackle. Boom. Um, it was good. Only thing was I started bleeding. Right, I started bleeding on because it was kind of fresh still. Uh-huh. And so I took my shoulder pads off. I got literally got a patch of blood right here. And everybody was like, Coach like freaking out. He's like, <laughs> So we had to find a way to cover it, right? So sure. that's why, um, now I don't really have to cover it anymore. But like, at first I had to cover it like this um, type of tape and stuff, like, because the shoulder pads were rope against it. But sure. then I played that next, I played that Friday and I played about 60, uh, 50, 60 snaps. Uh, so it was crazy. I was tired. I was tired. I don't know what. But it just felt amazing just to be back out there with my boys. And it was just, it was just
0: a blessing. You know what's amazing about the story is that, you know, a lot of times when people are faced with adversity, yeah. challenges, uh, they don't really, they give up, right? Right. But it, it seems like in your story specifically, you don't not only did not give up, you actually made it to the point where you're playing at college now. Like this is kind of like, you know, what you're going for. Yeah. And so how do you find the strength to continue to push even faced with Something like cancer Because cancer cause ca- is not This is not something like Just simple to deal with right.
1: right No it ain't simple at all It's just like I ain't have no other choice You know what I'm saying Like a lot of times People They'll be like You're so strong And I'm just like You'll be strong too If you had to be strong mm-hmm. Like if you give yourself No other option But to be strong You you could do it too You feel me I feel like people Give themselves option To fail It's like If I say I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it You know And you just make that decision Like okay we go we go do this every night, we go pray every night, we go fight this, you know what I'm saying? Like, we not go back down from it. And now I feel like that's just how I handle, you know what I'm saying, situations after that, it's more easy to because like I remember how I handled the first situation, the first mm. big test. So it's like, okay, I did it then, then why well, I can't do it now. I'm really just making that decision in your head, like, I'm not gonna fail, I'm not gonna give up, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now you've kind of like adapted that to various different parts
0: of your life, right? Like, you know, obviously there's been other yeah. injuries on like, you know, in football, but also, you know, in terms of entrepreneurship, because you are quite the entrepreneur yourself. Tell me a little bit about what you have going on at that front.
1: So uh, right now, um, I got the, the Bradley Gunn construction, you know, I'm wearing the hat right now. Let's see it. Let's so, see it. That, that is just like a lot of woodworking and stuff like that. I started that like two years ago. Um, cause I, How'd you get into it? So, like growing up, I always like from the country. My papa, big shed, had like a nice shed house. I always like playing with the tools and stuff. So, like, I just like tools. And uh, my uh, homeboy wanted his TV mounted. And um, I did his and I did mine. And then, you know, guys in the team come in there. And you're hey who put your TV up? <laughs> I, I, did I did it. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I did it. And then it kind of turned into a business from there. And so I probably did, like, four or five of my teammates for free, just, you know what I'm saying, I'm still learning, right? Sure. And then after I felt I was pretty comfortable at it, boom, I had been borrowing my, my other uh, friend's drill for a long, because he was a lot older than me. And, you know, he always tell me, he was like, you're a grown man. As a grown man, you need to have yourself a drill. <laughs> and so I was like, shoot. All right, so after I had made enough money, I went out and bought, bought me one for about $200. And sure. started from there and. Then you know, just word of mouth, when you're getting around campus and stuff. Uh, so it's mainly uh, e- installs, of, yeah, yeah. Like it, TV mounts. Uh, it's TVs. It's TVs. Um, I do a lot of woodworking. Um, when you say woodworking, what do you mean? Like, like tables. Uh, yeah, tables. Um, these little uh, stove top covers. A lot of like older ladies like them for sure. the stove in the kitchen. Uh, like I did some welcome signs, you know, out on the front porch. Uh, I made these big giant shoe shoe boxes. Uh-huh. Uh Big giant shoe boxes. They hold like. 16 shoes um things like that uh really just anything like wood like little things i could probably make you know for So and,
0: and how did you kind of like so you obviously had some some background in that right like growing up in a tool shed yeah right but like what like what kind of like inspired you to kind of like start turning that into like a business
1: uh, I like money, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, grow, like, growing up, like, I, I'm i always, like, work hard, work hard and get paid, you know what I'm saying? I used to cut my papa, grass, all that. Used to clean the tubs at home, like, not for chores, but, like, for money. And, like, if it was, like, hard to clean and stuff like that, because, like, we did chores but not for money. Sure. <laughs> but, like, something was like, hard to do and stuff like that. But I always like money, I always, like, saving money and stuff like that. So I'm like, boom, if I can make money off it, cool, I'm going to do that. And then, um...
0: Everybody likes cash, right? Yeah. But then, like, the willingness to actually put the work behind it, like trying new things, like going uh, above and beyond, and trying to like build like a business, I think that's starting. It's, it's starting to. I don't see that as much. Anymore. Yeah. Would I, you agree? Or I, 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 no, I
1: definitely agree. I definitely agree because it's just like people feel like, oh, it's too much. It's too much. Like, uh, I you know what I'm saying? They give like all these excuses, but I feel like the way I was raised, was just to work hard and like at first, like. It's a lot of times I cut my my grandparents' yards and I didn't get paid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't to deter me from cutting the grass. Sure. I still like to cut the grass. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of times like right now, like, okay, at first when I started doing the TVs, I didn't get paid. Sure. But I'm just like learning to craft and stuff like that. So like, and then like when you have people around you that like work hard too, like my teammates that do different things, like mm. Um, they got different business stuff, too, and you see how they work. Yeah. Sure. And, like, we all working the same. It's like, dang, like, you think it's normal to work that hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, a while ago I sat down with the AD, uh, the assistant AD, um, and he was just telling me, was like, you different. I'm like, what you mean, like, as far as, like, work ethic and stuff? I'm like, i thought I thinking it's normal. Sure. You feel me? But I feel like a lot of people, they just want stuff handed to them. Sure. You know what I'm saying? they not trying to. Why do you think that is? I mean, you're you're a little bit closer than I am I to that. I feel like kind of it's like. just like what what so what so you see is you see, like, the prize, the ending. But you don't see all the countless hours and the, the money lost. You don't see the, the tears, the blood, sweat, and tears. You're just thinking, oh, boom, it's supposed to happen right now. And I feel like people get caught up in, in that, and not, they're not really seeing, like, the real what's really the definition of success yeah. and what it really takes. And so it's going to be sad when like people like my age or like older or younger they get in the real world like right now we are still in college but when you get in the real world you see like oh like you feel me yeah. like it's going to be sad it's going to be a rude awakening like you still got to go to work you feel me if you really want something if you really put your mind to it you can go get it yeah and that's just some people just don't got it you know what i'm saying yeah so, you have kind of like, you know, this hustle
0: uh, yeah. with the construction. Uh, you also have your podcast yourself. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about that. So, like I, The Last of the Hard, right? Yeah,
1: Last of the Hard podcast. You know, um, I started like two, three months ago. Um, mm-hmm. I really just started it because, man, like I said, shoot, like you just got to be able to, to grind, work hard. So, boom, me and my uh, friend Ben's, we just sitting down, chopping it up. And he real big in like all this, like, you know what I'm saying, equipment, uh, cameras and stuff, like mics and stuff. So I hit him. I said, boom. I said, Ben, I think I want to start a podcast. Uh huh. So that probably like a week go by. I said, so I sent him stuff. I'm sending him stuff. Like, I'm asking him what, what I should get, what I should get. So we're looking at the prices. I'm trying to get the cheapest thing available. I'm just trying to get it going because I don't got too much money, but I'm just trying to get it going. So boom, we found some mics. we like, shoot, we could use our, we, we looked up because like we looked at cameras. The camera's, and cameras like... Cover thousands. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't gotta cover thousands. I was just like Okay, boom, we found out how to do a podcast with your phone. Sure. And so we found the mics. It was like two two hundred dollars. For two I was like, That's- shoot, we just start off with two people right now. It mm-hmm. don't it don't really matter. Um and then I got a phone. I got like another iPhone too. So found some uh, tripods and stuff like that, just asking around and then we started that. And then this big thing just to get it started, you know, uh just get it going, and uh, I really started cause like I just wanted to be able to, to talk the people, you know. So I just started that just to have something to do and just to just to have fun, you know. Outlet, you know. I used to, like bring my teammates on there okay. and interview on, um, trying to like get different athletes from around campus to come on and stuff like that. It's just to tell they you know a platform so they could tell their story sure you know tell like things that they you know what I'm saying don't went through or go through with you know athletics and stuff like that and just their life story you know it's a lot of funny people on my team so you know they like to come on there and talk
0: that's awesome you know what what is unique about this is that your your unwillingness unwillingness to just your willingness to push through right like you know for me uh I love what you said about, hey, like, you know, the the equipment is expensive. So I was looking for the cheapest option. So many people out there are waiting to get the best camera, right. the best microphone, the best light, the best setup before they even start, right? Which to me, I think is a huge mistake because it's the repetition. You don't start out the gate just like lifting heavy. Right. You got to take, you know, take the baby steps one step at a time. But your willingness to go there and be uncomfortable is a huge thing yeah it's I, a rare thing
1: you like you got to be humble enough to say i got to start somewhere that's right? right you feel me like even like putting up the tv like the drill, drill i was using that first like 50 dollar drill could probably break at any moment <laughs> but i got enough tvs up that i could buy me a 200 hundred dollar drill and just keep like stacking from there but like that's just you got to put your ego to a side especially like business and be humble enough to sit down and learn, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that, and be able to learn from other people. And especially like things like that. I I reached out for help, like so many people, like texted, DM, a lot of people didn't respond, but only one or two people respond. Yeah. Just to help me out, hey, boom, what kind of camera you using, you know what I'm saying, I see your setup, all that, ooh, ooh. How you, you know what I'm saying, how you do that, how you do that. And you'll be surprised like how many people will be like, hey, Um, I use this, I use that, or hey, one dude even reached out. uh, He seen I play football. He played football at LSU. He's a lot older. But they had me on their podcast, yeah, and they gave me some tips and stuff. And it was, like, even more than just podcasting. It was like, hey, if you need something in life, like, they seen I did. Like, I wanted to be, like, do construction and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I told them I school for construction management. I got a marketing degree and stuff. They are like, hey, oh, this dude do real estate, so you need to contact with him and stuff yes. like that. So I started hopping on calls with him every, you know what I'm saying, every week, you know what I'm saying, just to talk business, construct uh, like real estate and stuff like that. So it's like you just never know where it could lead to, but you just got to be willing to – be out there sometimes, be vulnerable. Yeah. And it's all right if, like, nobody answers you back. I mean, like me, I forget. if they don't answer. <laughs> That's a good thing, I mean. You, t-
0: you miss a 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, right? like, for that's sure. That's what it is.
1: For sure. That's what it is. You know, you just got to go with it, you know. What's the dream for you? What's the, you know, what are you hoping to achieve in your life? I ain't going to say money. Money is the dream, but it's just, like, giving back. Mm. But I feel like the money is a tool to be able to give back and do all these nice things for your community and your people and like take care of your family. But it's not necessarily money. I do like money, but like not to the point where I would like be doing crazy stuff out here for it. I want to do something I like, do something like that's enjoyable. You know, that's why I feel like I just got so much different stuff going on. Whether it be the construction, the fishing, the um, you fish too, yeah, the podcast, all that. So it's like I'm gonna do stuff that I like. I'm not just gonna do anything for money because a lot of times people like you know hit you up late trying to do some work, and I'm like, bro, I'm gonna sleep. (laughs) You can have that. You can have that. You feel me? Business. I want to like own several businesses. Um, The first it would be the construction. You know, I already started like the LLC and all that for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So really doing that right now. And um, uh, I know real estate. I want to do that. Um, it's just so much different things. Cause like, oh, I also like I'm trying to do some some uh, T-shirts and stuff like clothing mm-hmm. with the last like with the last of the heart, Brandon. What is the last of the heart like, Brandon? Like, so what, what what does that mean to you? So it meant like so so this is why I got the name from um the Georgia Southern. I forgot what year it was Georgia Southern football team. They start off um zero and three. They end up. Um, after that, they end up winning out, and they deem themselves the last of the heart, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just kind of I liked the name when I first heard it. Um, shout out Coach Wit, he was on that team, and um, I just liked the name when I first heard it. And I used to write it on my towels like uh, two years ago when I when I played, and um, so I kind of deem myself the last of the heart. You know what I'm saying? With everything I've been through, and I was like, dang, like that's a hard name. Like, I feel like I'm the last of the heart. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of like adopted that name and, you know what I'm saying, respected them. Um, but I want to, like, uh, trademark it, do things like that and uh, basically come out with a clothing brand to mm-hmm. it. Um, not just, like, you know, athletic gear and thing, but, like, like graphic tees and stuff like that. Um, You know, I have to thank
0: you for coming on to the show. Thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, Your story is extremely inspiring. I I think that that is, you know, my biggest takeaway of, you know, through the trials and tribulations, regardless of what it is, you find a way to push through. Um, And I think that's going to serve you extremely well moving forward. Uh, If there's a word of advice that you have for maybe, like, this next generation that's coming up, what do you think it would be with everything that your experiences that you've gone through thus far?
1: It's okay to fail, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to be vulnerable. To It's okay to, like, to put yourself out there and don't get caught up in all this social media and all the bright lights and, you know what I'm saying, everything you see out here because people only posting, like, they highlight reels. Ain't nobody posting when they're in the room crying at night, trying to figure out how they go, you know what I'm saying, pay the bills, how they go do this, how they – you feel me, Their business not, you know what I'm saying, doing what they want to do, or they can't make the money they want to make. People not posting that, so don't get caught up in all the highlights and stuff. You gotta know, like, you gotta put in the work, you know what I'm saying? It's no, like, secret to success. Like, if you put in the work, it's gonna show eventually, you know? It's some things you can't control, you know what I mean? Like, in life, like football, you can't control injuries. But at the end of the day, like, I know I put in the work. I know, like, one day it's gonna show somewhere. I don't know how it's gonna show, but it's gonna show somewhere. But don't be afraid to put in the work and don't get caught up in all these bright lights and looking at everybody else's journey. Just focus on your journey. And in the end of the day, you're going to be where you want to be if you just focus and stay consistent. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for your, for your time. And uh, that's the show.
1: Oh, yeah. Appreciate you.